From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Joining me in the studio today are the four members of the Provo bass band Festive People. They released a self-titled album six months ago, F-P-E-P, get it, Festive People, you get it, and are already working on their next album. They've also won local Battle of the Band competitions, including the Art City Battle and the Walls competition at BYU, but their biggest gig to date was definitely in July when they played for tens of thousands of people at Provo's Stadium of Fire annual Fourth of July fireworks extravaganza, an experience they later said meant plugging into, quote, a sound system bigger than their houses. I really like that. (laughs) Red and white trucker hats may someday become the rage, and if they do, it will be because of these guys. We'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. They are John Lane, frontman, lead vocals, Dylan Boss, playing bass, singing backup, Brennan Tolman, drums on electric guitar, Skylar Hansen, and joining them on keys tonight, Adam Rollison. Analog Provo's review of their album said, Festive People has taken the triumphant spirit of living life with no reservations and turned it into an album. The band's music hits you like a dose of sonic sunshine. Well, here's your dose in a song called These Are the Words. Make me feel so wild. 
These are the words performed in studio just now, live by festive people on Highway 89. John Lane sings lead vocals originally from Seattle. John, thank you for coming, bringing the group today. Thanks so much for having us. Hey, this is fun. Yeah. I'm just dancing over here. It's, 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 <laughs> you got a, quite the moves. It, yeah, <laughs> you, yes, yes, I do. And uh, they fit a certain era and not other eras, actually. Now, years ago, even before this band, you started putting together some music, and, and you had three songs, and you put them up on iTunes. Yeah. And how old were you when you first did that? Oh, when I first did that, I was in high school with my high school band. Uh-huh. Um, but most recently, before this project, it was a solo effort that I did right, right as I got home from my mission. So and was, so, d- did you get some response for that? You obviously were thinking, "Hey, we're good enough. Let's be on you on iTunes." Yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely. I uh, I got to record with a, a good friend of mine, and we put this out. I didn't really think much of it, and uh, luckily, you know, it was a material that I could later use to assemble the band that I have today. So it's uh, definitely a huge stepping stone for me as far as my music's concerned. We do have one of your biggest fans on record oh, really? as saying uh, that lots of people have talent, but the drive and determination and ability to pursue it and push it forward, that's hard. Not many can do that. And John's always been very passionate. Actually, she said, John, John. Mm-hmm. Are you zeroing in on which fan this is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mom has a way with words. <laughs> she does. Actually, she does. And I thought she that was pretty insightful to, to say that she recognizes talent, but also a drive is a whole additional thing you need. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be one of the hardest things that we ever do. Um, music is not an easy industry to break into. And without tremendous amounts of drive and tenacity, you ju- it's just never going to happen. Well, it sounds like you guys are working hard, and you've started videos. We'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a little bit. But way back at the very beginning, uh, ever since you were little, we've read that you were listening to your dad play guitar. What did he play? Oh, my dad. He plays all kinds of things. He loves John Denver and the Allman Brothers and uh, the uh, Doobie Brothers and... That was his era of music, and I just grew up listening to him play those songs. He was never one for singing, but he would he would play them so that we could all sing with him, and it was great. And I, when did you first pick up the guitar? Oh, first time was probably when I was about, like, I don't know, seven or eight, and it was a failed attempt. It took a couple tries, <laughs> and uh, but my dad was... My dad was determined to get me to learn how to play the guitar, and and one day I was I think I was 13 when it mm-hmm. finally clicked, and he showed me those three chords, you know, that every new guitarist learns, and then I just kind of went from there. So what what was different? That was your hand big enough to reach the chords? I think so. Was that the... I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and I understand you don't really reading music is not your favorite thing no but it sounds like you're just always playing always writing yeah yeah that's that's the trick with uh being a songwriter is you just can't stop you have to do it all the time otherwise you kind of fall out of practice so about six months ago you Mm -hmm. guys released this five track album and rumor has it you're already are working on another true false will you very true. Can you confirm that? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's great. Absolutely. Well, let's hear another one of these. This is Start Again Soon. This must be from that EP. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, have you head over and take your place, get ready to count off here. We're going to hear Festive People live on Highway 89. This is their song, Start Again Soon.
festive people playing their songs Start Again Soon in studio. That's also a track on their self-titled album, Festive People. I'm Stephen Cat Perry, and you're listening to Highway 89. Dylan Boss plays bass, also uh, sings backup vocals. Dylan, thanks for coming and playing. Yeah, what an honor. It's great to be here. Where did you start off on? Did you start off on uh, like a string bass in orchestra, or how did it begin? You know, yeah. See, I, well, I'm actually a drummer at heart. Started playing drums. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, then um, there was just something missing, and I decided I wanted to take up the bass, you know, play something else, do something else. and All about that bass. All about okay, that bass, and I found it. a home, so it's, it's been great. <laughs> Haven't looked back. Did you play in orchestra? or, or I did, or? yeah. I started off so playing the upright bass in the orchestra. Um, I needed to do orchestra in order to get the upright to play jazz. Hmm. Jazz was kind of my thing. Started in the big band in school, and um, sort of why I started out. That's where I took up the electric bass as well, the bass guitar, and, and then... It's kind of nice having frets. Oh, yeah. It is. I mean, it, you know, I, every instrument has its place, you know, all the, all the basses, but um, yeah. Well, how many bands do you think you've been in since you first started? Well, let's see. Probably three or four. Uh, I mean, do you remember names? Because band well, names are always let's the, see. Brennan, the best or the worst. <laughs> well, Brennan and I had a band in high school. Uh-huh. Called? We were called the Tri-City Champions. Oh, wow. Head for the top. Yeah, we uh, did a project. We were called Luann. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, had a lot of fun playing, and now we have a band that we we uh, we play in old folks' homes, and we're called Uncle Buck and the Flapjacks. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. So, uh, well, tell us about this music video. You guys have have leapt in literally. At least uh, the opening scene is leaping in. Actually, it's leaping out of a pool. Yeah, backwards. But really unique the, filming. The entire video is backwards for the song "Where We Are Today." Right. And I, I just finished watching it before we walked in, and I'm just, you know, I'm sort of blown away by the logistics, but you guys must have had a blast. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a creative endeavor. I mean, a lot of bands on the scene, they come out with a video. It's a really kind of important part, and, and we wanted to do that too. So we kind of, we watched a lot of videos, we figured out some ideas, figured what would be cool, what hasn't been done very much before, and... Uh, there you have it, kind of what, what came out at the end. I think so. you worked the hardest. Your part had the most running, Oh, you're I telling me. I mean, there were uh, somebody, I think it was John, was on a scooter, uh-huh. which driving, is watching a scooter drive backwards, something in your brain is saying, yeah, is he's weird? not looking where he's going. <laughs> something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. So and, I was up uh, in the mountains, for my part. Skyler also, uh, uh, he, he was on a, a skateboard. Uh-huh. But yeah, you were running and sliding up and down. and. Oh, yeah, we went up. We were down by the lake. We went up into the canyon. We were running all through the trees and the dirt and almost ruined a pair of shoes. And Small sacrifice. Small sacrifice, really. yeah. So. <laughs> but I love the product. We were really happy about it. And, um, How long everybody did it to take to it. put that all together? Well, was it a couple of days? About, about a week? Not, mm-hmm. not including the editing process. I mean, we had a great crew working with us. And, and so... I'm no, picturing, you, picturing you all uh, filming it forward, then you have to watch it backwards right. and see if it works uh-huh. or not. Like, no, no, remember to duck for the branch or what, you know, whatever yeah, it might be. For sure. <laughs> Lots going well, on. we're going to go ahead and hear, uh, hear this song that goes with the video. Uh, we've just been talking to Dylan Boss, playing bass, singing backup vocals. The song we're going to hear is, as I said, on that video, you'll notice there's a red scooter in that. A little bit of trivia. John happened to have named that scooter, we understand. Pepe, am I saying it correctly? It's very important to say the name of the scooter correctly. Here they are with Where We Are Today.
where we are today. That's the group Festive People, Provo Bass Band, in studio today. We just heard them play that song that is also the song in the video we were talking about. And we've got to give a shout-out to Adam Rollison. He's not usually in the band, but playing keys today. It's sounding great over there. Talk again with John Lane. A few quick questions. You were talking about how you have to always write as a songwriter, kind of to stay in that mode. Yeah. But we found a quote from you. I've never heard songwriting described this process quite this way. You said, this was a couple of years ago, maybe you can say, oh, I gave that up long ago. But here's what you said. When I sit down to write a song, if it isn't done by the time I stand back up, chances are it's not going to go anywhere and I won't finish it. That is still pretty much the truth, yeah. <laughs> so is that the test? If you feel drawn enough to it that you, you want to sit there and work on it till it's done, Yeah. then you feel like maybe something's really there. Yeah, you know, it's uh, like, I don't want to sing anything on stage that I don't feel 100% committed to, you know, and 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 I want to sing things that I that I at least at one point in my life felt a really strong connection with, you know, feelings we move on from them, but all of these songs that I that that I'm a part of the writing process in this band especially are ones that I, you know, I feel a, a real connection to, and so if I don't finish it, then the feeling wasn't really there in the way that I, you know, gets it to that, to the band, if that makes sense. I don't know. So when you show up with a song, you say, okay, guys, it kind of goes like this. Mm -hmm. How much does it change during that process? Oh, man, so much. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I, the last song we're going to play tonight was actually one that changed almost entirely. And I'm glad, you know, like I came with this idea. I felt good about, I felt connected. Um, But you know, D- Dylan and Brennan make an exceptional rhythm section that uh, that changed the song in a way that really that really brought out different parts of it. I wasn't anticipating it. It just feels really good now. You know? That's Take What I'm Given. Yeah, Take okay, What well, I'm Given. We will be sure we'll end with that one today. Mm-hmm. But Okay, about the hat. This is okay. not the deepest subject, <laughs> but, but it was intriguing to us that, that we see you when we look online with this red hat, mm-hmm. and we, we have not seen it like on eBay or online or anything. Is is this a one-off or is is just they're so old that the rest are all dead (laughs) or what kind where is this red and white hat from? So oddly enough, I don't know. I've never been a hat person. My entire life I've never been a hat person. And my grandmother, who I love very much, um, she just sends it to me one day. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't for any other reason. I was like 15. Uh She sends me this red hat and I, I look at my dad, I'm like, was this grandpa's hat or something? And she's, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it, I think she just liked the hat. And so she sent it to me, and, you know, the thought was really nice, and I never wore it. And then uh, I, I just, I pulled it, out of the, pulled it out of the closet one day and tried it on. I'm like, whoa, that doesn't look too bad. What does it say on the front? It says, the right attitude. Keep it for life. For life. <laughs> 3M. I think she was trying to send a message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, she must have liked the idea. Just keep it right yeah, there right? close to your brain. Okay, so then you start putting together this video, and the mm-hmm. hat is like a major character. Yeah, it <laughs> is. In the video. So how, how is it used? So the hat, the video is a story going backwards, obviously, and... Uh, the hat was taken from me during a rehearsal by this this individual, um, and it was taken from my head. And we just that the music video is the journey of us getting the hat back. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, at the end, I jump into a pool. So mostly because <laughs> I just wanted to. Which jump is into now a the pool. beginning. Yeah, which is now the Where beginning. Where you come <laughs> sucking mm-hmm. out of the pool up onto yeah. the anyway. Okay. Well, we just had to ask about of the course. trucker hats, and who knows? It may it may really catch on. So I want to. Th- ask you to set up this next song, We All Fall Down. Mm-hmm. So this song is, mm, how do I describe this song? It's, it's one that I wrote in a time where I was reflecting on these mistakes that I make in my life over and over and over again. Um, and I'm trying my best to do better, but 
the fact of the matter is is that 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 mistakes these these trials and 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 errors that we make in our lives are kind of the only thing that really unify us entirely as like as as the human race is like mm. we all make mistakes we're all falling down like you know that that guy might look like he's doing great but i guarantee you he's going to have a, a moment in his life where he he falls down he has a, he struggles he has trials just like anybody else Good. Well, let's hear this. Right. We're going to hear John Lane. I mentioned John sings lead vocal, but he also picks up the guitar occasionally on some of these. So if you, you're thinking, where'd the acoustic sneak in there? That's John. Here is Festive People with We All Fall Down. You can check them out online if you want to see the video that we mentioned. And also, uh, you might find them at some local battle of the bands because they're going around it seems like you're doing the circuit to conquer the world through battles of the bands we'll we'll talk about touring later here we go i've been running in circles for so long that i can't remember where i started I'm so sick of the tagline to live strong Cause my soul's already exhausted But when I find I'm in the trap Of somehow fondly looking Just give me a day. 
We all fall down. That's festive people performing live in studio on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You might have been wondering about the name of the band. It happens to come from a Seinfeld episode, the Puerto Rican Day. Elaine says to this man watching the Puerto Rican Day parade, uh, "These are festive people." Is it? Am I getting this right, Brennan? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, close, <laughs> close enough. Okay. <laughs> So Brennan Tolman plays drums, and we'll talk about the drums in a minute, but we did hear a rumor that you might be in the group because of your mom's cookies. Uh, that's probably true. Is this a, a public recipe, or is this a family secret? <laughs> uh, my mom's just the best. It's just that simple. Well, on this last piece, you were, it was really interesting. You were playing padded mallets on a tom and on the snare. Just a, just a very different sound. And does that come because from your experience playing for so many different kinds of ensembles? Um, I think so. Yeah, I like to think outside the box as much as possible. Um, I mean, I love I love playing pop music, but you know, it's also nice to add some of the creativity that you get from playing jazz and other genres and yeah, that and style. Speaking of jazz, we are welcoming you back because just a, a week or two ago, you were here with the BYU Legacy. Dixieland Jazz Band. That's right. And it's good to be back. Pretty much tearing up Studio C. It was, <laughs> you guys were great. Well, listen, where did, what did you start with? Did you start with a set like this, or did you start you know, with the percussion kit in elementary school and the glockenspiel, or, or what? Um, yeah, so I have two older brothers that also started playing the drums before I did. So we had a drum set when I was like, I don't know, eight years old or something. And I'd always hear them practicing, and then after they were finished, I would go to the drum set and try and mimic what they were doing. And then, um, yeah, when I got into junior high, I, I started in the percussion program at American Fork Junior High. There's a great percussion instructor over there, Mike Hustis. Oh, yeah, incredible yeah. drum line. So, yeah, I've just been really blessed with lots of opportunities and continuing to get lots of opportunities to play. So. so besides the cookies, I already know your mom is the greatest that she had three sons who played drums. And and she's not in a home or anything, right? She's, <laughs> she's in her own home, I mean. In her own home, yeah. Where were the drums in the house? Um, well, first they were in the storage room okay. in the basement. Um, Always a we good... We moved good. them around different rooms in the basement, but <laughs> she just got used to having... Lots of noise. Um, there's actually 11 kids in my family. I'm the youngest of 11. Oh, the drums so were not the worst even, problem. Yeah, that wasn't the problem at all. <laughs> that that kept her sane because it kept us occupied. Well, listen, you have uh, a performance degree, Brigham Young University. I'm working on it, yeah. Get, getting there. You perform, besides with this band and the Dixieland Jazz Band, you also play with the orchestra. Yep. Philharmonic. Yep. That's pretty pretty amazing to play all the. Do you have a uh, when you're in the orchestra? Is so there's some favorite thing that you like to play because there's so many choices. Um, you know, it's kind of funny, but I've really grown to enjoy playing the the crash cymbals. Um, something really satisfying about playing just a great big crash. You know, everybody's playing all the violins are playing a million notes, and then you know I come along maybe a hundred measures. Afterward, and I just and I'm to sure play you're a counting huge crash. 98, yeah, 99. You, you don't want to screw it up, <laughs> but once that gets there, it's the best part of the whole show, and everybody knows it. Oh, it's so. it's so cool. We all want to be the crash cymbal player when we see somebody do it like you're doing. And I understand you get an entire one credit for playing in the Philharmonic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, that's what you do when you're in school. <laughs> Well, I want to ask you a little bit about this next song. It's called Pioneer Song, and the first thing I thought of was Oregon Trail, like in, <laughs> in fifth and sixth grade, you know, Western history. A lot of, what, what is this really about? Um, well, I guess you would have to ask John to get like the, where, to find out where all the inspiration really came from, but he's talked about it a lot, how when the, he thinks he's, he's a pioneer himself, not from, you know, um, pioneer ancestry, like most Mormons in Utah, but he's a pioneer being here at BYU. Um, I think his mom, his mom is a, a first generation convert, right? Convert to the church. Um, so I guess it's just about pioneers in general. Um, he, he, he likes to think about when Brigham Young came into the valley and he said, this is the place. And probably a lot of people had to wonder, is this really the place because it's a desert? But he's really glad that, you know, the, the pioneers did what, did what they did because we have a wonderful town here in Provo and, you know, we have the gospel. 
And so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's definitely, it definitely applies to everybody. Um, I think you were, we were talking about the, the line in the song. Which line was that you were pointing out? Um, well, there's one that says, I don't know where I am, but I know where I stand. Yeah, so I think, I mean, for me personally, I think that, you know, today our struggles as pioneers in the church or church members are a lot different than those of our ancestors, but um, sometimes it feels like we get lost in this world and don't know which direction we're supposed to go or we don't know where we are, but uh, as long as we, you know, hold to the truth that we do know, that really helps us, you know, establish that place. Let's hear the Pioneer song. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm picturing that this is going to have a whole different vibe than uh, some of those folks in the 1840s and 1850s on the Western Trail. This song is also on their first album. It's a five-track EP on Bandcamp. You can get that for just five bucks. I have always wondered that if Brigham Young said this is the place, that there were others that had a question mark as they looked at <laughs> this is the place. And here, here we go with Festive People. Down 
Pioneer song performed live by festive people on Highway 89 from our performance studio, and uh, I, I like the I like the idea of that that whole that whole line. I don't know where I am, but I know where I stand because we're all experiencing new things all the time and try to figure out who you are no matter what situation. Skylar Hansen plays electric guitar. He's originally from Iowa. I understand, Skylar, you've been playing guitar for about ten years. Yep. Full disclosure. We all know you and love you here because you worked at BYU Radio I for did. How, a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a year and a half or so. Uh-huh. Something it just like felt that. like a couple It years. felt like a long time. No, no Skylar did great, great work with us. We were sad to see him go, but we're glad that you're doing well and you're doing great things. So the band starts with you and John Lane meeting here at college. Is that right? Yeah, we met in a music business college class at BYU. And uh, John and I were in what was called a pod it's a little group. We had to meet outside of class, and uh, we just got talking about music because it was a music business class. We decided to start a band, and that's what happened. And now here <laughs> we are, all graduated. Yeah, yeah, I graduated. Okay, bachelors of music in sound recording technology. And do you, are you involved in doing engineering, mixing, any of that for the band as well as as you're uh, playing? Yeah. So I guess that um, that first EP that we did, a lot of it was recorded in my room, which uh-huh. you know. It's probably not the best place to record, but we had no money. And then I also work a lot on uh, bat, like demos that mm-hmm. we, so like whenever we write a song, I'll record demos and mix it and send it to everyone so everyone can hear what it sounds like and we can progress the song. And then I also work on backing tracks and synthesizer stuff. So. Yeah, we've seen pictures of you with mixing board and, and all that kind of stuff as we were doing our online research. Oh, really? So I it looks like you're still know. into it. <laughs> so talk to me about the whole battle of the band thing. Because you guys have done well in several of these. Why do people do it? Is it the exposure? Is it because there's often a prize or is it just Prize fun? is a big incentive. Uh, like often we, there's we money. We can eat if yeah. we win. Is it that? <laughs> well, we have no money. And as a band, you need money to record and do yep. stuff. So yep. we, we do battle the bands and play as many shows as we can to make money. And also for experience and exposure, just we usually like to play as many shows as we're offered. So... Battle of the Band, sometimes they have really lucrative prizes, and so we'll be like, yes, let's do that. So Nice. Yeah. Well, so the next step up the, from there is going on tour. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys must have talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's hard because everyone's busy. Uh, most of the band's still in school. I think I'm the only one that's not in school, um, so it's harder for me to you know, understand their schedule. But we, uh, we really want to get this new CD out because we think it's going to be a lot more it's going to like be a better representation of the sound we want and we're going to try and you know we're getting a producer to help us we're trying to do it the right way we're going to a nicer studio we're not recording in my room and uh so we're going to get that and then use that to send Yeah but to someday that'll be like people. Bruce Springsteen's you know that album he, <laughs> he that original album he did in a hotel you know yeah, someday yeah. it'll be that coveted track you yeah. know, someone's got to own it Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think positive, man. So, okay. Speaking of interesting things about Skylar Hansen, I think that's what we were talking about. You were the only person in this room, to my knowledge, who's been kissed by an elephant. Oh, yes. I have been. I assume this just wasn't in your everyday 
<laughs> no, uh, I went to uh, Th- I went on a trip about a year and a half ago, I think, summer of 2014, to Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam with the BYU Young Ambassadors. I was doing sound for them, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to an elephant camp, or I don't know what it's called, but um, there were elephants, and you could feed them, and then they would kiss you. And okay. I was wearing a hat, I think, and it like stole the hat or something, and yeah, so it was a. Uh, it's the most love I got all summer. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, we feel so bad for you. <laughs> well, set up this next song. This is the one that uh, John said changed a lot when he brought it to rehearsal until yeah. the, the final version, uh, Take What I'm Given. Tell yeah. me about this. Uh, this song, um, yeah, I, I'm still like, I'm nervous about this song. I'm very nervous about this song because it's probably our, it is our newest song and we've only rehearsed it a few times. And uh, it takes me a while to write guitar parts, and I'm never uh, exactly set on one. And this one was hard for me um, to come up with stuff. And But I think it's a good song. It's really groovy and, I, and catchy, um, but I still think it needs a little bit of tweaking. So it's kind of, you know, I feel like we're making ourselves vulnerable putting it out there so soon. But that's we'll see what, what happens. That's what we do. Well, yeah. go, go, sit, <laughs> okay. go sit down, pick up your old electric guitar, and pick one of the... I don't know, 10 petals of effects you have there to choose from. At least the blinking lights, it looks sort of like a small spacecraft has landed here in the studio. We're going to hear festive people performing the last song for today. This is Take What I'm Given.
That's Take What I'm Given on Highway 89. That concludes our visit with the band Festive People today. Information about their upcoming album and concert dates is online at their Facebook page. John Lane, thanks for bringing in the whole band. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great having everybody from John Lane singing Dylan Boss Bass. Brennan Tolman drums, Skylar Hansen, electric guitar, Adam Rawlinson on keys today. For our listeners at home, you never have to miss an installment of the show. Everything is archived online. It's on demand at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYUH89 for live show updates, information about upcoming shows, and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips, including the blinking lights of Skylar's 10 guitar effects pedals. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.